Mandy Yakich from Creative Matters, and you're listening to Creative Matters On Air, where I have conversations with new and established artists from around New Zealand. I love to listen to artists' stories and learn about their creative process, and maybe you do too, which is why I've made this podcast, to inspire, inform and educate. I hope you can take away something positive and encouraging from each of these amazing stories to help you on your own creative journey. Welcome to Creative Matters Episode 8. Thank you so much for joining me. Today I'm talking to Marion Stutz. Marion is a painter living in Huapai, Auckland, New Zealand. In the last five years, she's gone from being a creative with a great appreciation for all things arty and a love of making to a practicing artist who already has her first show under her belt. Marion is a prolific painter inspired by her home, family, people, interior design and New Zealand and Australian landscapes. I know that you're going to love hearing her story. Hey Marion, welcome to Creative Matters. Hello Mandy. So nice to have you here at Creative Matters headquarters, looking over the sea. And um, yeah, we've been talking about you coming on my podcast for some time, and I finally secured you. And uh, I think your story is going to be really super inspirational for people starting out on their creative journey, um, particularly people who are starting a little bit later in life. So uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing your story. Thank you. Okay, so uh, what have you been up to lately? Uh, just finished up with a um, very exciting first solo show at Kimu Arts. So a lot of time and effort and love went into that. Um, and I'm now working on pieces for Murawai Arts. So keeping busy. Yeah, that's so good. You've been super busy. So we'll talk about the solo show later. Um, would you like to just start by talking about where you were born and what your childhood and family life was like? Sure. Well, I'm Australian. Oh, my God. Um, born in Canberra. Um, moved from Canberra, had a short stint in Brussels with my mum and dad and brother. Returned back to Canberra then at the age of seven, moved to Sydney, uh, where I lived until I was 24. A um, couple of years in Europe and then arrived in Auckland. Wow. So do you consider yourself a New Zealander? Well, this year, due to the dreaded COVID, um, I'm now looking at getting a New Zealand passport. So, yeah, may not be an Australian for too much longer. My goodness. But you still have a strong connection to Australia. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Lo- lots of uh, family, lots of lovely old friends um, in Australia. And my heart's still there to a degree. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. So tell us about your family and um, whether you were a creative kid. Wonderful family life. Um, I was very, very fortunate, always considered myself very fortunate. Um, Very engaged parents who had a strong interest in the arts, um, life in general. They were both um, very giving and loving. Um, My father in particular, who I was very close to, had... um, was a very humble but very incredibly wise and clever and I admired him hugely. Um, And he had a real passion for art and music and travel and would fill us all with stories of his travels overseas. He travelled extensively um, in his work. Um, As a result, of course, mum brought up three kids a lot on her own. Um, But we're great. We're a really good, tight family. Mm. And were they creative kind of people? My mother's mother was an opera singer and oil painter. Um, So there's a little bit of background there. Um, Dad, not so much, but a keen appreciation for music and art, which I think um, is a creative soul. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, do you remember... When you were a little girl, did you used to make things or did you feel like you were a creative sort of child? I was quite a shy child. Um, The idea of big social occasions were a bit overwhelming for me. Um, I would spend, as an early teen, um, 
hours and hours drawing and filling books with pastel drawings and poetry. So that was my safe place. That was my go-to and something that I just loved, absolutely loved. Loved writing, loved reading um, and drawing, of course. Mm. And um, I still remember my mother held on to these books. There's about six of them, little exercise books with all my drawings on one side, the poetry on the other, and I put um, greaseproof paper in between to protect the pasta work because, of course, it smudges so badly. Mm, beautiful. Um, yeah, mum kept those for me for wow. many, many years, um, and I still have them. That's very special. So she obviously valued what you were doing. Yeah, they both did. Um, when I was 16, my dad for my birthday, presented me with a beautiful book, um, an introduction to art um, with a lovely inscription in the front um, with Love Dad on it. And it's probably one of my most important personal possessions. I'm going all teary. Well, that's so special, isn't it, to have that, and especially now that you're, you're making. And, you know, we did, you shared that book before the podcast and, it was just so interesting to actually look at the pictures of these, you know, famous artists and their beautiful work. And you could almost feel a connection with that work and your work, weirdly. It's almost like he predicted the kind of work that you'd be interested in or that you'd even be making. Yeah, I think um, Florence was his great love. I think all the cities in the world, they travelled extensively. But his his and mum's stories of Florence and, you know, the galleries and the palaces and the Bridge of Sighs and just the atmosphere of Italy, I was determined to travel to Italy. And, in fact, that's what my mission was when I left study and left Sydney was that I was going to Ital- Italy to study Italian and live in Florence. Um, that never happened, but that's another story. <laughs> um, but always supportive, always encouraging, and they were both incredibly um, uh, engaged in what I was doing. Mm. That's really special, isn't it? And so it's almost like that book was a just a little note of encouragement for the future from your dad who died when you were 39, wasn't Yeah, it? absolutely. Um, and it's interesting, I've only just pulled it out again from um, – whole lot of packing boxes that we had stored I went through them and there it was and I'm so pleased I found it Mm. there was a reason for me to go through that and find Mm. it yeah yeah totally very special so through high school how did you find art were you actually studying art at school or did you bypass that I studied art up until year 10 um Australian school system obviously um, loved art because it meant that we had it was a bit more freewheeling. The teacher was really groovy and um, we could basically do what we wanted and I loved it because it was an extension of what I had been doing. Um, by that stage, later teens, um, I'd come out of my shell um, and, yeah, was just loving all the opportunity basically. Mm. So for me, um, the creative outlet was fantastic. I didn't proceed with it, though, through year 11 and 12, um, probably because I thought I wasn't good enough. Um, And I was perhaps encouraged in other areas. Um, But, yeah, it's something that I've always had an interest in. Mm. It's just ticked away under the surface. Yeah, it was always there. So when you left school, what, what happened then? Left school, went into – I was um, – I got into university. I was going to study psych, social sciences, and look at getting into teaching. Um, but a friend said, I'm going for an interview at the new hotel school. Do you want to come? And I said, sure. Um, and I decided that that – I went to the interview, was accepted, and studied for three years doing hotel management. Um, which I absolutely loved. It was just like the most natural thing in the world for me to go into hospitality, um, learn the science of food, the actual practical practicalities of cooking, hotel management, hotel law. All those things were interesting to me. Mm. Um, and I 
found this club of like-minded crazy people that wanted to have fun and also make people's experiences fun for them as well. Mm. I mean, that's ultimately what hospitality is about. Yeah. Um, providing the best service you possibly can to make somebody's experience as good as it could be. Mm. Mm. Which is almost connected to making art to, yeah. you know, that people enjoy and connect to. There's definitely something in that. Yeah. Um, I've actually never thought of that, but that's Yeah, cool. and I think um, maybe all artists, that's part of it, is to maybe bring a bit of joy to other people. Mm. So did you stay in the hotel industry for quite a long time, through your 20s? I did. I started straight after study. Um, I did a traineeship, then I went in as an assistant manager. Then I decided it was time to travel. So at 24, I headed with a one-way ticket to Colombo, Sri Lanka, stayed there for, travelled around extensively for three months and then on to London. Um, And in London, um, I had a number of jobs and I got back to uh, professional cookery. So I was actually in the kitchen cooking um, with a fellow Australian and that was just a blast. That was amazing. Um, Did a lot of travelling. The first travelling, I met Peter, my husband, um, and we lived in a very tiny, poxy little flat in West Kensington. As you do. um, As you do (laughs) for a couple of years. Um, And Pete actually ended up coming back about six months earlier. He'd had enough of the grey skies of London. Um, but I stayed, fulfilled my contract and then went, um, back to New Zealand, um, after a short stint in Sydney to say hi to family and friends. Mm. So Um, he was already living here from Switzerland? Um, he came out when he was young, um, about three or four with his family. They settled in Taranaki. Right. Um, and he was coming back, um, he was from Hawara, Taranaki, I was from Sydney. And neither of us wanted to live in each other's places. So Auckland it was. And we knew three people that we'd met in London that lived in Auckland. So we settled in Auckland. Um, On our return, I decided I wanted to return um, to something a bit different other than hotels. So with the owner, I set up a fashion jewellery business, um, which I did for a number of years. Um, and then returned back into hotels at the Park Royal. Um, and I was there until 93 when I was pregnant with my first child, Alex, um, and progressed up to rooms division manager. So that was a real career for me. Mm. Um, and I loved it. Great team of people, um, it was wonderful, really good experience, and I'm really pleased that I got up to that level. Mm, that's amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, you are a very social person. The people who know you, you know, you do enjoy people, don't you? I do. Um, my daughter refers to me as an extroverted introvert. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Because I am a bit of an introvert as well. So, um, but absolutely thrive with company, but have mm. to have my own time as well. Yeah, enjoy your own space yeah, also. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's a good combination, I suppose, isn't it? Well, it seemed to have suited me. It's mm. sort of worked out. Mm. Um, and you've got to be true to yourself. Um, you know, it's very difficult if you're forcing something. Um, you know, living like that would be exhausting. Yeah, absolutely. So were you, when you were doing this hotel work, were you actually – Pining after, you know, getting more creative, being more creative in your own time, or were you thinking about stuff? Or, you know, did you ever actually imagine you'd be an artist at some point? Never imagined I'd be an artist, um, but I was always dabbling. I did, um, I've always drawn. Um, I've got books of drawings and sketches, and um, but I did some ceramic work. Um, at a studio in New Lynn, um, which was really good fun. And once again, that sort of reconnected me. Um, Following the birth of our second child, um, I then went, we were in New Plymouth for um, 
two or three years? Three years? Two years. Um, and after that, I returned and went back into part-time work again. Um, I did a number of different work, um, including recruitment consulting. And then I got a job at Diocesan High School, Diocesan School for Girls in the Art Department. And that was the clincher, really. Um, all this sort of just came together. And I was mm. suddenly in this team of amazing people, all practicing artists who were teaching. Um, and I'd found my family. Um, and they've, they uh, remain friends. Um, and they're incredibly inspiring. And that was what I needed. Mm. Well, that's amazing. Because you were thinking about teaching you know exactly after school and then so you were in a, I guess you were in a place that you felt you belonged in some way but uh, what was the actual role I was art technician so I was in the classroom with the students um, but I it was my job to make sure that all the teachers were looked after that um, materials were ready I ran the um, stationery shop um, all the kids used to buy these gorgeous, I'm such a stationary nerd, <laughs> and I had this whole shop. It was so exciting. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> these beautiful paints and brushes and, um, you know, everything imaginable to do with art, lovely Fabriano papers and mm, just gorgeous. So um, stationary shop just for the art department. Just for the art department. Oh. I was so spoiled. Like, unbelievable. The resources were just fantastic. I think – the art library was my most favourite place. Um, they had an amazing array of beautiful art books. Mm. Um, Shelley Ride, who's still um, head of department there at Diocesan, um, really knows her stuff and has an absolute joy for teaching, um, as all the teachers did. So I learned a huge amount. They were only too willing to pass on information mm. and I just soaked everything up like a sponge. And could then pass that on and be involved with the students, which I just loved. Mm. Mm. You'd be so good at that. And it's um, it's interesting, isn't it, how you actually got that job? I mean, was it something that you applied for, you saw it advertised? I or? saw it advertised and something just sparked. I just I can do that and I want to do that. I had no previous mm. experience. Mm. Um as I think I've told you in other jobs, I've had no experience. I mean, setting up a jewellery company, recruitment consultant. Um, I've done a number of things that I've never had any experience with. Mm. Um, I think it would be fair to say that my training in hospitality gave me an absolutely brilliant grounding to put my hand to anything. Yeah. And also I'm not afraid of taking risks. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And you are open for new challenges. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, Marion – now I think about it, it's almost like, you know, this is, now I've figured it out. This is why you have approached your art in the way you have in a way because you've, to me, you know, you've just had such an open mind to developing your own practice. But it's almost repeating what you've done in the past with taking risk and putting yourself out there and going for stuff even though you may not have the training and, you know, it's almost like you've done it again, but this time it's your own personal art practice. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth in that. Um, and it is a bit of a scary thing, but I was never afraid. Um, I always just wanted to make sure I did a good job, at whatever it was. And I love the buzz of learning new things. I always want to be learning. Um, and... Once you learn skills, to be able to pass them on is a is a great thing. Um, there's certainly teachers and teachers, aren't there? You know, some people have all the knowledge but can't pass that knowledge on. Um, and then you'll have teachers who are just amazing and just engage you and excite you and motivate you. Well, that's what the teachers at Dio did for me. Mm. They were teaching me to have the confidence in myself to go forward with all this that was mm, in. Mm, isn't that great? And they must have recognised that. Yeah. And um, because I think I was I was like a child in a candy shop. I mm. was just all eyes and ears and just lapped it all up. 
That's so great. I mean, they would have been thrilled to have someone like you. Well, it was a mutual yeah. adoration yeah. society, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And, yeah, it's lovely, isn't it, that they that they gave you that. Yeah. Um, it was wonderful. But mm. they also gave me the opportunity, you know, um, without any experience. Mm. Um, but I think they saw my passion. Yeah, and your personality. You know, sometimes it doesn't always come down to qualifications. Um, Completely right. You know, it's more about the way you connect and what you can offer as a person. Oh, I've employed mm. so many people who didn't have the experience on paper, but I knew that they would be able to do whatever it was mm. that I was mm. looking for mm. um, based on their personality and their um preparedness to give things a go yeah and their approach to to life and have to have a sense of humor yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> number one number one yeah I mean it's that happened with me at the Auckland Art Gallery I didn't I happened to be speaking to my the person who became my manager and booking in my class to come into the gallery and um, I just said oh my god I'd love your job and she was like oh funny you say that you know we have an opening for a studio Art making educator, and you know, and then she said, "Would you like?" We had a long chat, had an interview, and then went into that. And you know, I got the job, but I would never have got the job if I'd gone through HR, right? Because I didn't have a fine arts degree. Yeah, yeah. isn't it extraordinary? Yeah, it's interesting, and it's it's good for people to know that. I think, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you've got to um, give yourself some credit and talk to people, and if you are interested in things, um, it's important that people are aware of that mm. so you can actually go somewhere with it. You know, it might not always be a possible thing at the time, but, you know, people remember people. Mm. I do. Mm. I, You know, I remember people that have left an impression on me. Um, and, you know, if you can help them, all the better. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to um – you know, seize the day and go out there and, and get what you want. Yep. And not always just wait and just kind of front up. Yep. And stuff can happen. I really believe in that. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Anyway. We're, it's exciting. We're getting off the topics. Oh, my slightly. God. Oh, my God. So uh, back to you. Um, after diocesan, um, what happened then? Did you start your making more, start your painting then? Um, after diocesan, I then started working um, more locally. Um, I was at um, Smashing um, for a number of years. Um, and I think after Dio, I realised that I had to start learning again and actually putting some time and effort into art. Um, because I was obviously so engaged in it and I didn't want to waste that. Um, so I started doing painting courses. I did a acrylic course with Ingrid Boot, who wonderful artist um, up in Oriwa. She sells um, all over the world and um, is in galleries all over New Zealand. Um, and she was fantastic. She... Um, just really was a great teacher um, and one of those people that um, really cemented the fact that I knew that I was okay at this and I wanted to get better. Um, so that was great. And from there, over the years, while I've been working at other jobs, um, I did a ceramic course with Lily Weeds and yourself at Murwai. Um which once again was something that I hadn't done. Um, I'd done some ceramic painting, but never actually making things mm, with my hands. Mm. And you're good at that. Oh, too. I just loved it. Yeah. I just got such a buzz out of it. And once again, it just reinforced this whole thing about I should be doing something um, creative. Um, I then did um, the printmaking course um, with you. Um, which once again was wonderful and I absolutely love that and just had no end of ideas for things that I wanted to do. Um, and I've 
basically sort of just built on that over the last few years. Um, and I want to continue learning. I don't think I'll ever stop. Um, last year, I did an um, oil class, uh, eight weeks up in Mungify Arts with Wendy Leach using Alcad oil paints, which are faster drying oils, um, proper oil paints, but it's a faster drying component within them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just amazing because I'd always used acrylics. Um, so that was an, a different thing altogether. Um, and I just love it. Mm. Um, and that's really sort of cemented my seriousness really mm-hmm. with what I'm doing. Um, I still love using acrylics, but oils have sort of turned my head. Interesting. Yeah. Because I'm not really a very experienced in oils, so uh, I know how much you love them. But you're working mostly in acrylics at the moment. No, mainly um, mainly oils. I oh, usually I always so start. Oils. Oh, yeah, I always start with um, yeah. I always regesso canvases and blocks, and then I usually do my layer of orange, and then which is acrylic. Yeah, we, I'm just going to stop you there. We're going to get onto your process in a second. Oh, of course. So sorry, you're on a roll. Have a glass of wine. I mean, have a sip. <laughs> um, what I was going to say. I'm talking too much. No, you're not. This is, a, this is your life. You're not talking too much at all. It's perfect. Yeah. Podcasts are about talking, Mary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Marion, I know it's kind of hard for you to actually um, put the style of your work in, you know, wrap it up in a nutshell. But for our listeners, how would you describe the work that you make? Well, I work, um, I do landscapes, I do still lifes and portraiture. So quite a broad range of subject matter. But I think it's all tied together with my use of colour and sort of the way I play around with form. Um, A lot of the landscapes, for example, start off in quite a realistic formation, but I will chop them up um, and throw odd colours in or sort of just to juxtapose against backgrounds. Um, I love finding surprising things um, and I try and put a bit of a surprise in my work. Is that in the materiality or in techniques or in natural form? Probably the form, the technique, as I say, because I'm a self-taught artist, I'm constantly learning and I'm constantly, because I have the absolute joy of being able to paint most days, I practice quite a lot and I try things out. Um, I love to see how different combinations of colours work or, um, once again, the oils versus the acrylic paints I also work with um, gouache which I love sort of really velvety Mm. flat color which I've used um, in a number of my recent works in um, the the exhibition and Um, do you actually mix up oils with gouache no um in the same painting you can't oh I yeah but I mean I don't oil always has to go on top so um you can do acrylic bases or gouache underneath but the oil always must go on top you can't put an acrylic or a gouache on top of an oil Mm -hmm. um so there's sort of that you know there's so much to learn in Mm. regards to that Mm. um and have you learned from experimenting or um i learned through wendy and i've also got a fabulous book an american artist um oil painter um and it's a really really great book for technique um, and I've learned a lot f- being able to use different things in different areas in different ways. Mm, that's great. But would you consider yourself experimental? I mean, I guess you you are self-taught, but you've also learned a lot through um, some of the workshops you've done. Do you enjoy the actual um, experimental side of your process or would you say you prefer to kind of know it and then try it? Um. 
I think I'll always give things a go. So it's a constant learning thing. Um, I think if I was too caught up in having to like know everything about something, I wouldn't be where I am now down my practice. Um, I think it would have held me back. I like the fact that I've been able to run with it and just try different things. Mm. And obviously not everything works, um, but I still get absolute joy out of the practice every day when I'm painting. Um, and, yeah, constantly learning. Mm. So good, isn't it? And you – so when – was it a couple of years ago you started Literally, painting? yeah, 2018. Um, I did a series of pot paintings, little, um, I think, 15 by 15 canvases. And I did a series of, they were called um, Harlequin pots. Mm -hmm. And they were very retro sort of look, which is colours that I love. Um, There's aquas and rich mustards and um, deep blues and sort of emeralds and orange. Yeah. Um, and I did the series of pots, and I think it was after I'd done the ceramic course and looked at the work Lily Weeds was doing and uh, Richard Naylor, both at Further Doings, um, some beautiful work. And I just got that appreciation of ceramics, which I absolutely love. So I thought that would just work beautifully on a series of paintings. So I did a set of four of those. Um, and from there... Um, I um, I put those into Murawai Arts um, two years ago. So, yeah, 2018 mm. I started really. Wow. That's not and that then, long ago. No. Um, and I had those in further doings um, after Murawai Arts, the ones that were remaining. And I was putting more art into um, Lily's gallery. Um, and then I've been exhibiting since. So the printmaking – um, I love that, and I ex- yeah, I, I extended that, and um, once again, that was a new learning curve. Mm. Um, so I, I've sort of applied that to my painting as well. Mm. That's interesting. And I've been fortunate enough to um, yeah, have been able to exhibit quite often at at um, uh, both Kumu Arts and Mangafai Arts. I'm mm. a member up there as well. Mm. That's great. Yeah, and the community gallery, it's such a fantastic way to start, isn't it, when you start your practice because they're so supportive and when you're part of that community already yourself, it's um, it's a really nice group to be a part of and and they give you a lot of support, don't they? They're extraordinary. Um, I think Jago and Yvonne do a wonderful job at Kumu Arts, just as you say, that whole supportive thing. Um, And there's an incredibly creative community out in this area of northwest Auckland. Um, and I don't know if a lot of areas have such a vibrant um, community art space mm. um, because not only do they do the exhibitions, they run workshops, teaching, commu- music, live music there. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of things that are available for people. Mm. That's that's a good way to start, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and so I, you know, I'm sure you feel the same. I think it, for people listening who are starting on their creative journey, it's a great it's a great um supportive place to start. I think it's just to join or you know become a member of your sort of community art gallery or a community art space of some sort. Um, and get involved in that way and and I think you know the the people who run those kind of places are just so encouraging mm. of people where wherever they are in their creative journey it's not as a it's a very supportive and it's like a soft landing yeah um you know galleries can be overwhelmingly um you know large and a bit scary etc um but your community galleries, you know, they have some incredible quality of work um, going through them. So you're in good company um, and they will always encourage and direct and, um, you know, try and get the best out of you. Mm. Um, and 
I think that's really, really important when you're starting out for sure, because it is a bit daunting and can be overwhelming. So, um, I mean, I'm forever grateful for the support I've had uh, from Kumu Arts and, and Lily with Further Doings, um, Mangafai Arts, um, family and friends who've been incredibly supportive. Mm. Um, you know, that's such a big thing when you are starting. Mm. Um, and, you know, particularly later on in life, you know, it's not as if I've had lots of years of experience. So um, I'm forever grateful for that support. Mm. Yeah, it's almost like you needed a little bit more when you're a bit older because you, um, you know, you you are stepping out of your comfort zone quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a big new thing, and um, you know, best thing I ever did though, Mandy. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you and I are in the same painting group, just the four of us, Murawai artists, who come together as often as we can, ideally once a week, and that kind of forum is also really great. I think for people starting up something creative is to have a, a little network to work, you know, with other people, like-minded people, and to get that kind of feedback and encouragement. It's been invaluable. peers. And I would actually rate that as one of the um, main reasons that I've really pushed through and continue practising um, and doing what I'm doing because um, that small tight, like-mindedness, all supportive. We're all artists, you know, doing different things. Um, but, yeah, how lucky we are. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's great to incredible. surround yourself with, with that. And I think, yeah, it's an important part of, of the growth, you know, and sometimes it ends up more like a counselling session with a bottle of wine, but, hey. Often, often I remember we've done no painting whatsoever. We've just absolutely rabbited on about everything else. Mm. Um, and do you know that's part of it all too. Mm. And um, that, that helps the painting to come later. It does. And mm. I think I have may have done some of my best work on dining tables around Murawai and Huyopai. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. So, um, you know, Marion, you're just amazing the way that you've actually, you know, in that really short amount of time, have um, come to the point where you've had a solo show at Kumu Arts um, just recently. And, you know, that's a massive achievement. And I know that a lot of people would find that sort of thing super scary and um, some people might find it something they don't imagine could ever happen to them. So uh, can you tell us about how that happened? I had, as I mentioned, um, been involved in a number of um, exhibitions, group exhibitions at Kumu Arts. And, um, you know, I'd been in there to help out on Saturdays, minding the shop and the rest of it. Um, and I just um, loved the way that the place was run. Um, so, you know, it felt like a really good place for me to be involved in group exhibits. Jago last year invited me to have a solo, um, which I was blown away with. Um, but he assured me that, you know, they would be there to help, um, you know, in the right, get me in the right direction in regards to um, the exhibition, um, which they did. And duly I set up um, at the end of February. Um, COVID interfered for a little bit. Um, and I had just the best time. Wonderful opening, fantastic support. Um, once again, the fact that it was this environment where, I just felt completely safe, encouraged, um, and they were just so encouraging mm. and excited about it. Mm. And that sort of fed through to me. Mm. So it, it sort of waylaid those fears that I had, which yeah. were genuine. Yeah. Terrifying. Um, but um, it was a success mm. in a lot of ways. And I would say to anyone out there who – you know, has, has been in a, a familiar, similar path to me, you know, um, later down the track after doing many other things throughout their careers and lives. You know, if this is where they're new, it's so important to to just do it, um, to just start um, in no matter what way that is, whether it's, you know, ceramics, printmaking, painting. Um, there's so many different um, spheres that you can find a creative outlet, mm. but just start it. Um, yeah. And, you know, it feeds 
the soul. Mm. It's you know, it's been said many times for a reason because it's true. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think a lot of people do get creative and and do make things through their lives, but not all that many people have an exhibition. Like, you know, people especially starting a, an art practice later in life, maybe having an exhibition would be pretty scary. But, um, you know, what is it about that that you would recommend? I think you have to let go of that ridiculous little voice in your head that says you're not good enough and that nobody will come, nobody will buy your work. It's so important to just put that to silence and just do it for yourself. Um, and for all the other people out there who perhaps um, are nervous about taking that big leap, because it is a leap, um, but it's so satisfying. Um, and it's really buoyed me to continue. And I think that's the main thing. You know, there people bought my artworks um, and that's encouraged me. But even if people didn't buy them, the fact that there was such positive feedback about my work, um, you know, was so encouraging and fantastic. Yeah. Um, and well-deserved too. And it's it's just such a great thing to do. Mm. And you, I mean, you do have quite a following already in this short amount of time. And, you know, I think a, a lot of people love your work, whether it's the landscapes or the portraits or both or, you know, there's. it seems like there's almost something for everybody. You know, most people connect and love something in your work or, you know, some parts of your work or all of your work. And uh, I wonder if that was kind of encouraging for you before you sort of put yourself on the line to do the exhibition that you'd had some positive encouragement and feedback you had sold work already before then, hadn't you? I had, and definitely that helped. Um, and I think it's a good idea to test the waters. Um, it would be my advice to, to whatever way that is. Um, but, yeah, try and gauge reaction from mm. people. Um, I mean, ultimately, you know, we do art for something within us that we need satisfied. Um, but if it resonates with other people, well, that's just amazing. And I've felt the love, that's for sure. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, I was very fortunate enough to have sold a number of works prior to the exhibition. Mm. So once again, that sort of motivated me mm. to put myself up there. Yeah. And, um, it's affirming, isn't it? It is. I mean, no matter how how much you value what you're doing and how true it is to you, to get some positive feedback is reassuring. Of course. Yeah. And it is a um, – because whatever you do, you want to do it well. Um, and, you know, you hope through art um, that it resonates with people, that it talks mm. to them, that yeah. they're getting something out of it. And that's deeply moving, isn't it, when yeah. people connect? I know how I feel work. about looking at work of other artists and I just – really resonate mm. um that's fantastic mm. and it's putting yourself out there putting something so personal out to other people when they connect with it and love it that that means a lot doesn't yeah, it? yeah for sure so what were your channels for getting your work out there in the beginning and and selling it predominantly social media really i've just have a bog standard marion stutz facebook page um and i've got instagram um, I've got an Instagram art page, um, which some of my work is on. Um, so predominantly through that, um, and then through the exhibitions that I've um, been involved in, I've sold works through those, and then I guess through word of mouth from that. Um, and Kumu Arts have always been so they've been all always very supportive and, um. Uh, certainly got very excited on my behalf mm. for the, all the sales I've made through them. Yeah, which helps, doesn't mm. it? Yeah, that's very exciting. I've had a um, – dear Danielle has set up a website for me. I've yet to 
extend that into a living thing. Um, that is a project coming up for, um, definitely. Mm. Um, and will you have a store to sell work on that? Probably, yeah. I want to keep it nice and simple. Mm. Um, but I think it's it'll hopefully be a good platform. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. I'm also doing – I've been asked to do commissions for – works as well, which I'm happy to do. Um, it is a bit terrifying because I do interpret things definitely in my own way and don't, yeah, so I've, I've got to work through that process. I've got to nut that one out. Mm, mm. How you feel about it. I mean, do people give ask you to do landscapes and give you a photo? Yeah, yeah. And then, um, but obviously they love your work, so yeah. they're open to... A sort of abstract the fact that it's, interpretation. That's right. It's yeah. going to be interpreted in, in my own way. Yeah. It won't be a, yeah. a particularly natural looking scene. Mm. Yeah. And they've chosen you for that for your style. I guess so. so. I yeah. guess they're not expecting it to be a photorealistic no. artwork. They'll be disappointed. <laughs> if that's what they get. <laughs> yeah. But commissions, you know, it's it's tricky, isn't it? Commissions. I mean it's it's um it can be daunting also. It's it's quite a different way of I think of there's working. extra pressure, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I guess you just see it that it's um, you're making work and whether they want that one or you make another one or they don't take one. Mm. It doesn't really matter. It's just building your – still building your practice. Exactly. Yeah, that's the way I see it. It was very exciting, Marion. You're mm. amazing. Oh. I think it's really inspirational, you know, just that you've just – Grabbed the bull by the horns, so to speak, and and gone with it and made it happen. And you are very dedicated. You spend a lot of time painting, as you said, and um, you're just on it. Well, I think I'm hugely fortunate to have the opportunity because um, if I was working full time, I wouldn't have the headspace or time to do it. Mm. Um, I've been given the opportunity to invest mind, body and soul into this and I'm, you know, loving it. Um, so, you know, huge thanks to support from Pete. Um, I mean, he's done all my framing, for example, for my solo exhibition, which was just amazing. Mm. Um, the kids have been incredible with their support and encouragement. Emma and Alex. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, friends have been equally um, supportive, you know, you don't do it on your own. Mm. Um, I want to say too at this juncture how amazing you are in regards to your, not only your creative practice, but uh, the opportunities that you have given through um, workshops, training, opportunities like these podcasts for local um, creative people, I think it's incredible, and you just do everything um, with such good intent. So I just wanted to say that. Thank you. That's very kind. Hmm, it's true. Thank you. It means a lot to me that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a privilege. Thank you. Pleasure. So um, I guess you know it would be interesting to know, Marion Mares. Marion has the same nickname as my doggy. <laughs> and Mazzy's sitting right next to me today and she normally has to be taken away in case she barks because she's a very good guard dog. But you've been very good, Mazzy. Mazzy and Mazzy. <laughs> Both of you very good today. Well done. Okay, so seriously, what is in the future for you, Maz? I'm currently working on a very long canvas um, for Murawai Arts. Um, so that's exciting because normally I work on the more petite side. Mm. Um, oh, I'm looking forward to that. That's May the 21st. May 21st. To for, the 23rd. That's the opening night. Yeah. Um, and that runs from 6 p.m., I believe. And then it's open um, on the Saturday and Sunday. So that's going to be a really fun weekend. Very excited. It's my second Maroi Arts. Um, and lots of fantastic local artists um, are involved. I think, is it up to 50 artists? Yes, we've got a bit more than 50, actually. Wow. And that's, um, I put the link of the Maroi Arts 
um, website is on your blog. Brilliant. Yep, so that's going to be great. Well, I look forward to seeing a bigger piece. Yeah. As I say, I started um, the gorgeous Sandy Clark um, gave me a number of boxes full of these compressed wood blocks um, that I ended up painting all f- I think there was about 40-odd of them, and that's really was a big impetus in getting my productivity going, mm. and I just was on a roll. Mm. Um, and I progressed up to larger 30-centimetre pieces and 60-by-30s, which were my largest, um, apart from a couple of canvases. Um, so this canvas is a whopper. Is it? Mm. Oh, exciting. Mm. Is it landscape? or Yes. Oh. Yes. Any more clues? No. No clues. You have to come to the show. And uh, what, uh, what after that, after Murawai Arts, what can you see yourself doing in the next few years? I would love to keep uh, painting and exhibiting. I've got a j- joint show up in Mangafai Arts um, this year. Um, which is exciting too. Um, I would love to see a different tack at some point. I know I will. Um, I'll do something else with my painting. I'm not sure what, Um, but I just want to keep learning um, Mm. while I've got this opportunity. Um, I've got a studio at home. a little she shed that we built out the back of our place, um, which I work in, but I also take over the dining table at home. So um, I'm busy, but I want to keep learning more interesting things. Mm. And do more courses, do you think? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm. It would be very interesting to see where your work goes. Would you ever consider sculpture? Um, I love the tactile nature of clay i don't know about hard metals and things maybe wood yes perhaps but i don't know if i'm very good with tools i like the feeling of paint Mm. i love uh, playing with paint and i love yeah the fluidity of it and the sort of the textures and yeah i'm Mm. all about color i think Mm. but i can still kind of imagine some of your Landscapes as 3D, you know, 3D versions. Oh, that's interesting. Almost. Mm. We're still using colour and form, but just with a slight 3D feel. I'm not sure what. Like plaster or something. I don't know. You have to work that out. Yes, I will. You're the have artist. To, have to put my thinking cap on. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and we've talked quite a bit about, you know, um, Sort of, I think you've given lots of little interesting tidbits for people who are starting out on their creative journey. Um, and we have really already given some advice. But is there anything that you have to say for people starting out on their creative journey, especially later in life? Fear not. Yeah. Um, enjoy the ride. Um, and yeah, what, what a incredible thing to be able to do is to express yourself creatively. Mm -hmm. And if it's in you, it's just so important to, to have, to Mm. get that out out. and to practice that, Mm. um, because it is, it's a gift. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, if it brings you joy and others joy, well, it's got to be a good thing. That's right. Yeah. Totally agree. So go for it. Do it. Don't be scared. And um, what do you love most about what you're doing? Um, I have an incredible freedom in my life. Obviously, there are things that I need to get done and, and do. Um, I think, um, yeah, the freedom that I have is probably the most important Mm. Um, and uh, how much satisfaction I get from what I do Um, and and hopefully bringing that bit of joy when people react with my work. Yeah, you do. 
You bring a lot of joy, I'd say. Mm. Sure. And uh, just a few quick fire questions. Australia or New Zealand? It's a hard one, Mandy. Do you know, it took me five years of once I came to New Zealand, um, all the trips back home, I don't know how many trips I've made to Sydney over the years, um, and I thought I'd never, ever settle in New Zealand. Um, but once I did, that was it. So New Zealand. Interesting, but still a bit of Australia underneath it. I won't ever go I love away. Australia, yeah. Even if I lose my passport. Yeah. Favorite place in New Zealand? I was just blown away with um the sounds. South Island just um, sounds. Yeah. Um just exquisite. The colors are different down there. Um I mean Murawai, West Coast. I remember when I first arrived in Auckland from London. Pete came up. He'd been back in New, in Hawara. Um, and friends took us to Piha Beach. I thought uh, my mouth just dropped and I thought I'd never seen anything so outrageous. He was a, a Sydney girl used to white sandy beaches, you know, on the North Shore of Sydney. And he was this prehistoric place with this sand everyone going oh you can't walk on your bare feet I was don't be so ridiculous and of course blistered feet later because I'd foolishly (laughs) not heeded the warning (laughs) um the black sand yeah Yeah. I mean it's out there Mm. um and the formations land formations yeah incredible and I think when we decided to move from the city we lived in Westmere for many years um and we bought 10 acres out here in Waimauku. And, of course, Murawai was just down the road and it became a favourite place and we moved here um, and we lived here for five years um, before we moved to Huapai recently. Um, yeah, definite favourite place. Mm, so you've got a few favourites. I don't have just one. That's okay. Acrylics or oils? Oils. I thought you would say that. <laughs> Dining table for painting or art studio. I came to the dining table through lockdown. Um, Pete was at home. Alex was at home. He'd had to move out of his city flat house. Um, and so there were the three of us at home. And it absolutely made perfect sense for me to move all my stuff onto the dining table. And it was just, we were very fortunate to have been a lovely place together. Um, so although I have a studio, in my heart, the dining table was like the centre of our world. Mm. Pete was at one end, I was at the other end painting. Alex was, you know, in the lounge with his laptop on the phone. So it was, it really pulled it together. Mm. It was beautiful. gorgeous. Yeah. So nice. So my heart's the dining table. Yeah, I thought so. And um, what inspires you for your artwork? Everything, Mandy. So much. Um, Yeah, I mean, I always um, see beautiful things and everyday things. Mm. Um, uh, So, yeah. Um, the land, the ocean, the sky, love skies, love clouds, mm. um, people. Interiors. Interiors, yeah. I mean. And textures, I feel. Love, fabrics. Mm, colours. Just, um, yeah, everything. And, you know, living here, it's just extraordinary. Mm. I'm never lacking inspiration. You've got lots of ideas. Tons of ideas. So good. Mm. That's a good thing, isn't it? Oh, well, Marion, we're going to have to wrap it up. You have been a complete joy to speak with. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for coming and Look talking at you, to me. Mandy. Maz has got the cutest little voices, which are starting <laughs> to come out at the end of the podcast. About time, too. <laughs> um, no, and you are, you know, you're a dear friend, but also you are an inspiration to me as well. And I think the way that you have just 
taken stuff on and, and made stuff happen and how you are such a prolific painter and you devote yourself to painting and then you take those risks and, and get yourself out there, I think is um, amazing. And um, you're a very special person and I'm sure lots of people would have got something from your story. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. That's just gorgeous. And yeah, I hope people do. Um, it would be great if I, if I can inspire anyone to um to follow follow their bliss great way to end thank you marion thank you